Welcome to Marksman, a podcast for men who have been marked by Christ and who are aiming their lives at Christ-likeness. I'm Mark Spellman, your host. I want to welcome you to today's podcast and want to thank you for just taking some time with me and other men today as we align ourselves and aim our lives at the, at the mark that Jesus set for us, the very example that his life became for us. And we aim our lives at Christ's likeness. You know, it's so powerful to realize that the reason Jesus came and paid such a high price was so that we could follow him. You know, he is our substitute, and that's a powerful revelation that Jesus is our redeemer, our kinsman redeemer. He's our deliverer. He's our savior. But he's also our example to follow. And that's why those two words are so powerful. When he brought and he called all the men that he called, he said, follow me. And I tell you, that's what we're doing here on Marksman. We're following Jesus. We're following his example. And we're looking at an Old Testament type of Jesus. We're looking at Joshua, which if you say it in the Hebrew is literally Yeshua. And so This is prophetic of who Jesus was as a deliverer, but also as the one who led the people of God actually into the promises. And Joshua takes over when Moses dies. That's even prophetic, that when the law ended, Jesus came, or Jesus came and the law ended as it pertains to obtaining righteousness. And then Jesus came to offer it by grace through faith and actually take us in to our promised inheritance. And that's what Joshua was doing back in the book of Joshua. And we're going to pick up the conversation. So join me today, grab a Bible. It's something to maybe take a note with. And if you're doing something that you can't do that, then just listen and be blessed today. Joshua chapter 1, we're continuing to talk about possessing our promised land, possessing our promises, knowing that Every promise from God, he's going to stand by it. He's going to keep that promise. But there's a, there's a part we play in trusting him, following him, believing him, that's going to require us to face opposition, face even giants that are sitting on our promises. <laughs> and sometimes those giants sitting on our promises are right here between our ears. Sometimes the strongholds we got to pull down, according to 2 Corinthians chapter 10, are vain imaginations, things that, just ways that we think, where the Bible even says we were enemies of God by how we thought. And so sometimes the giants that we need to dispossess are just giant strongholds in our mind of how we just, maybe how we perceive life or how we think it's supposed to be done. Because in many ways, grace is offensive. It's offensive to a self-righteous person, a person who wants to have their own righteousness, wants to have credit for what they've done, and they don't want to just live for the glory of God and for his great name. Grace and receiving things by grace, obtaining things by grace through faith, that's offensive to a self-righteous person. That's why Jesus was so offensive to the Pharisees. Come on. And that same spirit is still around today. But I'm telling you what, we're going to break through all those strongholds. Amen. But let's go back to the book of Joshua. And let's talk about one of the keys today 
um, that God gave an, an admonishment to Joshua that was so important for you and I that'll help in us possessing our promises, advancing into the land of our promise. So jumping into Joshua 1, let's just start in verse 5, where God says this to Joshua, no man will be able to stand before you all the days of your life as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not fail you or forsake you. So simply put, no man's going to be able to stop you. Nobody is going to be able to stop you from obtaining God's promises. Now, they might slow some things down. They might even hinder it. But if we continue to trust God, come on, guys, if we continue to trust God, no man, no one can stop us from obtaining the promises of God. He said, as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not fail you. I will not forsake you. And we talked quite a bit in recent episodes about, that's a quote in the New Testament, Hebrews 13, 5 through 8. And you can read that in the Amplified. It's a great blessing. But let's go on, verse 6. Be strong and confident and of good courage, and you will cause this people to inherit. Inherit, not earn, inherit. See, what we're possessing of the promises, we're not trying to qualify for them. We're not trying to earn them. They are our inheritance. Jesus died. See, you can have an inheritance, but as long as the one giving it is alive, it can't be given, not as inheritance. There has to be a death for there to be an inheritance. Well, Jesus died. But then, praise God, he rose from the dead to make sure we got our inheritance. But it qualified us at his death, glory be to God, for us to inherit every promise that we would be willing to humble ourselves and receive by grace through faith. So be strong, be confident of good courage. I'm going to cause this people to inherit the land which I swore. That's promise. Remember, God's a promise keeper. I I promised this to them. Where was I? Verse 6. I promised their fathers to give them. Notice some promises will be fulfilled in generations. Some promises will be fulfilled in my life. But some promises that I'm I'm pursuing are going to be fulfilled in my children's life and my grandchildren's life. Doesn't mean I don't get to enjoy promises too, but the promise of God is so big that it can't even fill one generation. It's going to take generations for some of these promises to fully come to pass. So again, only be strong. Now verse 7 I'm reading in the Amplified. Only you be strong and very courageous. Now, if you were tuned in last week or listened last week, we did a little breakdown on that word about being strong. And I highlighted Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 10 in the Amplified. And I think it's important to note it again. What it says there, he says, be strong, be empowered through your union with him. Draw your strength from his boundless or limitless might. 
So that's where, when it's saying be strong, it's not just trying to say, you know, like when, you know, like we used to do before we went out to play football, we get in the locker room and get in the big circle and just get all jacked up, riled up, rah, 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 and, you know, just kind of hyping ourselves. Well, that helps, but that's just a natural thing. I mean, God isn't saying just get hyped and go do it. Nothing wrong with getting hyped. Nothing wrong with being excited. We need to be. But this strength he's talking about is just not a natural hype. He's talking about drawing strength from your relationship, your personal relationship with Jesus. That's different than you don't draw that kind of strength from religion. You don't just draw that strength from just discipline of of doing the right thing all the time and self-righteousness. No, we draw that strength from the beautiful relationship, the covenant union that we have with Jesus Christ. That's that's one of the reasons we take communion. Whether you take it in your local church and and gathering or you take it at home and hopefully you do both, that's what this is all about. You're not just taking communion as a ritual. You're actually drawing strength. Oh, glory to God. You're drawing strength from that relationship, from that covenant relationship. You're drawing strength that your God is a promise keeper, and he's made promises to you in this book, the Bible. He's made promises to you by the Holy Ghost, even through prophecy, and you draw strength from that relationship. You draw strength from him who has boundless might, limitless power, glory be, and limited, limited resources, glory be to God. That's where you're drawing your strength is from that relationship. So when he's when he's saying be strong, he's not just giving Joshua just a pep talk, you know, get hyped, guy. Come on, go take it. Let's you rah, rah rah. No, he's not hyping him. He's commanding him to lean into the relationship. Now I want to read a scripture out of Hebrews 4. Oh, so powerful. Hebrews 4, what it looks like to lean into and draw strength from your relationship with God. This is one, and it's actually in context talking about uh, the possessing of the promised land and how Joshua eventually took the children of Israel in. Um, It's talking about one generation didn't enter in because of unbelief. That's Hebrews 3. But then he rolls into the generation that did go in under the leadership of Moses, or I'm sorry, Joshua, which we're reading about in Joshua 1. But look at Hebrews 4, and I'm just going to begin reading in verse 1. This is the Amplified Classic. See how we're doing on time, doing okay. About halfway to our mark here. We're not going to take a halftime break, though. We're going to keep rolling, okay? All right. Hebrews 4, verse 1, Amplified. Therefore, while the promise of entering his rest, that's that promised land, still holds and it's offered today. The promise of entering his rest, the promise of entering into your inheritance, every promise in this book, the promise of entering into that, it still holds true today. It's offered today. Here's the Amplified. Let us be afraid to distrust it, lest any of you would think he has come too late or has come short of reaching it. 
Glory be to God. I want to encourage somebody today. It's not too late. You've not come short of it. It's still out there offered to you today. If you gave up on it in the past, pick it up today. In fact, I feel like in my spirit encouraging someone today to pick up a promise you've laid down. God's not shaming you. He just wants you to pick it up and believe again. Just pick up that promise. If you laid it down last year, pick it up. If you laid it down last week, pick it up. Pick up the promise of God. You've not come too late. It's not too late. It's never too late to trust God, to believe God. So he goes on to say, verse 2, Indeed, we have had the glad tidings, that's the gospel of God, proclaimed to us, just as they did the Israelites of old, when the good news of deliverance from bondage came to them. So again, this is directly tied to what we were just reading in Joshua, where the children of Israel came out, but that first generation did not enter in because they did not continue to believe, which is trust. You've heard this if you've been on many podcasts. Belief is not a theological word. A lot of times it's used that way. It's not a religious word. It's a word that exemplifies and expresses trust. Because our belief in God is a trust in Him, not it. We're trusting Him. We're trusting one who gave the promise and one who has the power to fulfill that promise. So we're trusting Him. Now I'm continuing now to read Hebrews 4 2 Amplified. It said, But the message they heard did not benefit them. This is the first generation that didn't enter in. Let's let's find out why. It did not benefit them because it was not mixed with faith. And I love what I'm about to read to you. This is how the Amplified breaks out that little word, faith. Here's what it says in parentheses. If you have an Amplified Bible, you know what I'm talking about. In parentheses, it says, faith, the leaning of the entire personality on God in absolute trust and confidence in his power, his wisdom, and his goodness. Glory be to God. That's, That's one of the best definitions of faith I've ever found. It's right here in the Amplified Classic. Faith. The leaning. You're going to have to lean into him. You're going to have to lean into the relationship. Lean with your entire personality. I mean, just lean entirely in, men. Just lean totally on him. And sometimes you got to get put in a situation where it's only him who can get you through. It's only him who can get you out. It's only him. Then you have no other choice but to lean entirely on him. That's what it says. Lean with your entire total personality on God in absolute trust and confidence. Doesn't that sound like the admonition to Joshua that God gave him? Absolute trust and confidence. And it says in three things. God's power, God's wisdom, and God's goodness. 
And so each one of those are something that you want to lean into. Lean into the power of God. Lean into the wisdom and ways of God. Lean into the goodness and kindness and mercy. The the Bible calls covenant mercy hesed. That's the Hebrew word, hesed. It's God's covenant kindness. It's his covenant commitment to be good to you and to be good to me because of Jesus. Remember when King David did good to Mephibosheth and he did it for Jonathan's sake? A covenant he had with Jonathan and he looked for members of the household of Saul who might still be alive. He wanted to show somebody kindness for Jonathan's sake. And he found that crippled man, Mephibosheth, and he made him come and sit at the king's table and feast at the king's table daily. He showed him kindness for Jonathan's sake. And God's going to show you and I kindness for Jesus' sake. Why is it that we pray in the name of Jesus? It's not just some ritual. It's not just the, you know, the abracadabra. It's not just words we say. These are co- it's covenant language that God's going to be good to us. His power, his wisdom, his goodness is all behind us for Jesus' sake. He's honoring Jesus when he fulfills his promise to you. He's honoring Jesus when he fulfills his commitment to you. And he upholds his word and his promise in your life and my life. It's covenant. And so, back in Joshua 1 verse 7, how are we doing on time? Getting close. Only be strong and very courageous that you may do all that is in the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Don't turn from the right, don't turn from the left, and when you do that, then you will prosper wherever you go. Verse 8, very famous verse, but let's, let's hear it with fresh ears today, a fresh understanding today. Joshua 1.8, this book of the law, that's all they had then, but what would that be for you and I today? The Bible, the Word of God. The word of God shall not depart out of your mouth. Yeah, we got to read it, but then we got to start speaking what we read. It was written, let me back up. It was spoken so that it could be written, and it was written so that it could be spoken. I'll say that again. It was spoken, holy men of old spoke, but then it was written after it was spoken. But now that it's been written, it's time to be spoken. Amen. We have to put the word of God on our mouth. We got to be willing to boldly declare what God has promised us. That's that's how we're leaning into it. It's one of the actions we take to lean into the promise is we voice it. We speak it. We declare what God has said. We declare God says that's a boundary. God says, don't go there. God says, I can have this. God says, I can do this. Whatever the promise is relating to, I got to be willing to put God's word on my lips, in my mouth. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate in it. Because that's how you meditate. In fact, it literally means if you look that up, that's the same word as to mutter, just to kind of quietly speak to yourself. I meditate all the time, any chance I can find. 
I meditate in my bed. A lot of times I wake up in the middle of the night and I meditate. I just speak the words, speak the promises, speak to the Lord quietly. Just that muttering, just going over the promises of God. I sit in, you know, sit on my back porch when I'm driving in my car. I take every opportunity I can get to just be intimate with the Lord, to mutter the word, to speak the word. Just you don't have to be all. Sometimes I get excited because it's hard to not get excited sometimes when you're declaring some of these amazing truths. But it's not about volume, but it is about a sincere faith and a sincere and intimate communication where we're we're speaking the word of God to Him and to ourselves. And you shall meditate, you shall, you know, let it, you know, the word meditate there, some have described it like when uh, cows have, you know, which have three stomachs, you know, cows you chew their cud, they, they bring up out of one stomach, they chew it, send it back down, bring it back up, chew it, send it back down. A little gross, a little <laughs> uh, graphic, if you might say, but that is the best example of what we're talking about is just because we hear it once doesn't mean we have it. Just because we proclaimed it once doesn't mean we have it. We got to keep chewing on these things. Keep, you know, send it down, bring it up, send it down, bring it up. Just keep working the promises of God, meditating them, the principles of God, the customs of God, the statutes of God, the ordinances of God, the testimonies of God. Amen. We meditate these things. He says, meditate in a day and night. Why? So that you may observe to do. It's going to affect how we live. I love that. It's not just going to affect what we believe. It's going to affect then how we live, how we do life. I mean, we're going to be blessed when we do life God's way. Well, how do we do life God's way? It begins right here. Meditating the word of God meditating the scriptures, meditating Old Testament, New Testament, all the counsel of God. Meditate it. Dwell on it. Get it in your spirit. You know, Work it through your soul. Think about it. Talk about it. Talk with your family. Talk with your spouse. Talk with other brothers in Christ. You know, Just get engaged in conversation around the word and speak the word. Meditate on it day and night. Then you may observe to do it according to all that is written, because then it says, for then, for then, then you will make your way prosperous. And we all want prosperous, don't we? We all, that just means succeed. We all want to succeed and fulfill God's plan for our life. Don't just let that be about dollars and cents. It, God wants you abundantly supplied. But don't just get hung up on the dollars and cents when you hear the word prosper. Prosper means to succeed. To succeed in doing what God's called you to do. To succeed in being who God's called you to be. And he's called you to be Christ-like. Romans 8 says, We have been predestined to be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. That's destiny. That's God's plan. And we're going to succeed, men. Doesn't matter where we started. Doesn't matter even maybe where you are right now. I want you to know, men, we're going to succeed. We're going we're we're to prosper in that. We're going to prosper in Christ-likeness. Amen? Then you will make your way prosperous. Then you will deal wisely and have good success. Have I not commanded you, be strong, vigorous, very courageous. Don't yield to fear. 
Don't be discouraged, but the Lord, but know this, the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Amen. Well, I hope this has encouraged your heart today as we just look back at what was prophesied of who Jesus, who Yeshua was going to be for us. He was going to be the one who would take us into our promised land. He not only got us out of Egypt, out of sin and bondage, out of darkness, but he's the one who's going to lead us into our promised land, our destiny, into Christ-likeness himself. He's going to lead us. That's why he said, follow me. Follow me. Do you hear his voice today, men? Follow me. Glory be to God. Well, our time's away. So excited to have this time each week with you men. Hope you're enjoying the podcast. Hope you'll share this podcast. Share the link. Put it on social media. Click it. Put it on your phone. Share it You know, with a text, with a, a friend, a coworker. Man, let's encourage each other. There's strength as we bind ourselves together as men seeking to fulfill God's plan for our lives and to aim our lives at Christ's likeness. So again, thanks for joining me on the podcast today. Make, make sure you go in the link below, find out ways to connect with us on social media, how you can email us if you have any testimonies or questions. Would love to hear from you. Let's make this a conversation. Don't just sit and listen. Man, talk to me, men. I want to hear from you today. So shoot me an email, reach out to me on social media. Some of you may have even my personal contact information. I want to hear from you guys. Let's let's continue the conversation and let's just go forward today this week, forward in the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, in the love of God and the communion of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Bless you. We'll talk to you again next week.